If you are a mom who is spinning more plates than you can handle and you constantly feel stressed out to the max, then you'll want to stick around and listen to this episode because in it, you'll learn the number one way to effectively manage your stress. As a mom of six, I know how hard it is to just relax when you're thinking of all that must get done. The mental load is heavy and being in a constant activated stress response is creating havoc on your mind, body, and relationships. Today we are going to dig into how feeling stressed all the time is affecting you and I will be sharing with you specific ways to effectively control it to minimize its effects. If you're new to Moms Without Capes, I'm Ani Michalski, therapist, coach, and recovering supermom, and I'm here to help you hang up your own supermom cape so that you can get back in touch with the woman who's been put on the back burner for way too long. This podcast is where you'll discover that your true superpowers shine when you stop trying to be a supermom. Welcome to the show. Let's start by distinguishing between two different types of stress, acute and chronic. Acute stress is temporary. It's the feeling that you get when you are experiencing a temporary situation, like being in a traffic jam or rushing to get somewhere on time, or when you have an argument with your partner or lose something. All of these events will come to an end when a deadline or destination is met, the argument ends, or you find what it is that you're looking for. Acute stress is not harmful and it passes. Physically, you may experience shortness of breath, a racing heart or a racing mind, and your systems may be affected. You may run to the freezer and down a pint of ice cream, or you may not want to eat at all. Cortisol is released and the stress response is indeed activated, but again, it's only temporary. Once the perceived danger has passed, balance is restored and your body goes back to normal function. I do want to note though, that our body may not actually know that the danger has passed. And so moving our body, whether through walking, stretching, or doing push-ups, will move our body out of the stress response and will instead activate the relaxation response. I'll share more about this later on in the episode. Another thing worth noting is what I mentioned about the perceived threat. You see, stress is our response to a perceived threat to our safety or well-being. It's not necessarily real. It's just something that we perceive as threatening. This is why two different people can go through the same situation or event, and one of those persons feels completely stressed out, and the other one comes through easy peasy, not thinking anything of it. It is how we perceive our circumstances that make us feel stressed or not, and not the situation itself. We talked about acute stress, but now let's discuss chronic stress, which is what we will focus on in this episode. While acute stress is temporary, chronic stress is persistent. We experience chronic stress for numerous reasons, but for the majority of us, it is the consistent pressure to do all the things. We experience stress when we are constantly worrying, pulled in multiple directions at one time, working long hours, having a heavy workload, and never relaxing. Hello, did I just define the causes of chronic stress or the job description of a mom? 
This is only the beginning of what contributes to chronic stress. Bring into the equation unhealthy relationships, employment, mental illness, disabilities, a lack of a support system, and so many other factors, and we are walking around feeling stressed all the time. And our adrenal glands are constantly pumping out cortisol as a result which leads to us being in a constant state of fight, flight, or freeze. When we are in this heightened state with no reprieve, real damage can be done to our physical and mental health, our ability to function, our relationships, and so much more. As moms, we don't often give ourselves time to relax or rest, nor do we even learn how to properly relax. We find it difficult to sit down, And when we do, our minds are racing as we think about everything we should be doing instead. We put expectations on ourselves, unrealistic ones, such as that we have to do things perfectly or like we are the only ones who can do things. And it's these very expectations that keep us in a state of chronic stress. We multitask and push ourselves to the point of exhaustion, not just physical exhaustion where a nap would help, but more mental and emotional exhaustion where no amount of sleep can help. Trying to be a supermom puts us on the verge of burnout, where we often feel like we are at our wits end. Because being under chronic stress does such damage to us, the pressure has done such damage to us that we feel that we can no longer go on. And we start daydreaming about going and sitting on some tropical beach with some Mai Tais, Or we feel like just dropping everything and disappearing. Anything to escape the pressure that trying to be a supermom puts on us. The pressure that we put on ourselves. So now how does chronic stress affect us? It can cause lots of physical problems. Headaches for one. Both severe migraines and mild headaches that become such the norm that we stop noticing just how good feeling good feels. When we are under pressure so much, we can also experience body aches, muscle tension, and chronic pain. Yes, chronic stress leads to chronic pain. In fact, one can manage the symptoms of chronic pain through cognitive behavioral therapy, which helps shift the thoughts around the pain or helps one to perceive their situation as less threatening. Chronic stress can lead to having chest pains, fatigue, stomach problems like ulcers and digestion issues, and can interfere with your ability to get quality sleep. Think about it. If you're under all of this pressure, how can you possibly get a good night's sleep? How can you even fall asleep, much less like stay asleep without tossing and turning? Listen, your body really does need keep the score. Your body is feeling the pressure that you're putting on yourself or that you feel that society or external expectations are putting on you. Chronic stress can can also contribute to sexual problems. For men, it can cause erectile dysfunction. But for us women, it can affect our hormones and prevent us from being sexually excited or to be able to have an orgasm. Stress actually causes our bodily systems to shut down. We perceive a long list of errands we must do in a similar way that cavemen perceived being chased by a saber-toothed tiger as a threat to our peaceful nature. Stress response becomes activated. And so for our own survival, 
we are not going to be thinking about procreating when we are under pressure. Therefore, that system starts to shut down. It's actually science when we've re had a really stressful day and we don't want to have sex. However, having sex may work to rebalance the havoc caused by stress. And because it's movement of our body, we are actually activating our relaxation response by taking action. Chronic stress can also contribute to a lot of mental problems. Depression and anxiety stem from experiencing chronic stress as they have been shown to be stress-related illnesses. When we are not giving ourselves space to relax or not relaxing properly, it can lead to us having mental health disorders or mental illnesses. It can create mental fatigue or the experience of brain fog. Chronic stress can contribute to forgetfulness and easily becoming agitated or irritable and moody. It can give us an overall feeling of overwhelm or a feeling of being out of control, like we have no control of what's going on. If we're not careful, we may adopt a victim mentality where we feel that everyone needs things from us, everybody wants things from us, and we feel like we're drowning under all of the pressure. This is what chronic stress can do, which is why it's so important to either reduce our stressors, what we are perceiving as a threat, or we increase our ability to cope with it. The most proactive approach is to do both, and that's what we are talking about today. So how do you manage chronic stress? The number one solution is by engaging in regular self-care, moving your body and making sure that you are getting daily exercise. There is such a strong connection between mental health and exercise. And while we typically associate exercise with our physical health, it does wonders for our mental health as well. If you're used to sitting a lot or you have a very sedentary lifestyle, consider moving your body just five minutes a day. Instead of making grandiose plans to wake up at 4 a.m. and exercise every morning, simply ask yourself, what can I do today to move my body? This might mean setting an alarm at some point in your day to stand up and stretch or to take a walk around your house. Or it might mean putting your sneakers by the front door or in the car and as soon as you get done work for the day or 20 minutes before you go pick up the kids or whatever time works for you, putting on those sneakers and taking a walk around the block. What I am suggesting is simply looking at today and deciding on what makes sense for you today. Don't worry about if your plan is going to work when the fall comes. Just worry about today. Something that has helped me stay consistent with moving my body is the two-day rule that I learned from Matt Devella. Never skip more than two days in a row. It's a way I introduce grace into the equation. Because as we all know, life is at times unpredictable, especially as moms. So there will be days that I don't exercise, but I know that the next day I have to make it happen. Other ways to take control over your stress rather than let it control you, is by making it a regular practice to do meditation, yoga, breath work, journaling, and similar kinds of mindful activities that will allow you to become aware of your thoughts. Because the pressure that you feel is a feeling, and those feelings come from the thoughts that you have about your circumstances. 
engaging in activities that are going to help you get in touch with the thoughts that are contributing to your emotions will likely bring you clarity and help you challenge those contributing thoughts. Only when you become aware of what you are thinking can you restructure those thoughts to be more realistic and lessen the pressure that you're experiencing. Another factor that will help you effectively manage your stress levels is to pay attention to your diet. When I say diet, I'm not referring to a good diet or a bad diet. I'm also not referring to fad diets. A diet is simply what you eat. It is so important to ensure that you are fueling your body with what it actually needs. Now, I know what you might be thinking. What does diet have to do with stress? Well, when you start taking care of your body and giving it what it needs, it's going to become stronger and it's going to become better at defending itself against those other symptoms that I talked about earlier in the episode. Therefore, if you want to make sure that your body is fully capable of defending itself against the pressure that you might be experiencing, then your diet is, is important. We need to be taking more vacations. Studies have found that people, especially here in the States, are overworked and overwhelmed, and they're not using their vacations as much as they should be or as much as they could be. This could certainly be contributing to our nationwide mental health crisis. We like to just continue to push on and on without stepping back or taking a break from the everyday grind. This could mean jetting off for a week to a tropical island or going on an Alaskan cruise, or more simply, just taking time away from technology. Turning off your phone and taking an hour to just breathe without notifications. Feeling a lack of control can trigger stress, and so by intentionally taking time off or taking time away, you can regain a sense of control, ultimately lowering your stress levels. Get outside and get back in touch with nature. Reconnecting with the bigger world can alleviate much of the pressure that you've been feeling. It has been shown to activate the relaxation response and bring down your cortisol and adrenaline levels and allows your brain to release serotonin, the feel-good chemical. Being outside can be grounding. Whether you are sitting on your front porch, walking barefoot in your backyard, or taking a hike in the mountains or around the block, sometimes we need a breath of fresh air. My grandmother swore by it and would spend at least 15 minutes outside every day. She lived to be 93 years old. Getting outside clears the lungs and the mind. Another way to reduce your stress is by reading books. And it doesn't have to be a self-help book about how to manage stress either. Reading fiction can be a way to activate the relaxation response and force you to just sit down and focus rather than having your mind go in a million different directions. There's nothing like a good book, which is why I started the Moms Without Capes book club. And I also have a book club with my high school friends. Relaxing with a book is one of my favorite ways to pass time. And I can safely say that never once have I felt stressed out while reading, at least since I graduated from school and had to finish a book to write a paper on it that was due the next day. That indeed was stressful. But nowadays, it's a whole different story, pun intended. The final way of managing stress that I'd like to mention, and again, this list is not exhaustive, is through connecting with others who get it, which is social self-care. Identify 
who is in your circle and remove yourself from toxic relationships. This means that it's important to hold healthy boundaries with others and to assert your needs. Having boundaries protects you against the harmful effects of stress. Let's face it, toxic relationships create stress. But making sure that you are surrounding yourself with people that support you, that love you, that want the best for you, and allows you to feel at peace. As social beings, we need other people in our lives, but we are in control of who we allow into our lives. As you learn to hold healthier boundaries, you will naturally decrease the stress you experience. So there you have it. Engaging in regular self-care is the number one way to manage the stress in your life. There are plenty of ways to take care of yourself, many of which I just named. Moving your body, fueling your body with proper nutrients, being mindful, getting outside, reading books, and connecting with others, and investing in healthy relationships. What it comes down to is simply asking yourself, what do I need today? Too often, we are so concerned with what everyone else needs that our own needs fall off and never get met. Let's turn that on its head and start prioritizing our own needs instead of walking around all stressed out and at the end of our ropes. I invite you to join the conversation happening inside the Moms Without Capes Facebook community where you will be supported and encouraged as you learn that putting yourself higher on your to-do list is absolutely necessary. Take care of yourself. You are worth it.